Okay. Hey, you guys. Um, my name is Brianni Wooten. And today I'm just going to be continuing um, my project, part two of my project, which is basically talking about the two sub points that I had stated. So to refresh everyone's memory, my project is on policing mental illness within the black community. And my two sub points are, are these erratic behaviors that we're dealing with or is it a mental illness crisis that we're dealing with? Um, so today, basically, we're just going to be talking about the erratic behaviors versus the mental illness crisis. So first, I want to start by defining the two erratic behaviors and mental illness. So to sum up, basically, just a definition that I got off of dictionary.com about erratic, like the meaning of erratic and the meaning of behavior Erratic behaviors is basically behavior that is unpredictable or that may be considered irregular or illogical for the situation or keeping with the standards of behavior for a given set of circumstances. Um, mental illness, um, and I got this definition off of mayoclinic.com. Or mental illness, also called mental health disorders, refers to a wide range of mental health conditions, um, disorders that affect your mood, thinking, and behavior. Examples of mental illness include depression, anxiety disorders, schizophrenia, eating disorder, and addictive behaviors. Um, it also says... Many people have mental health concerns from time to time, but a mental health concern becomes a mental illness when ongoing signs and symptoms cause frequent stress and affect your ability to function. So today, I'm just going to touch bases on really a lot of where were situations in a lot of personal situations. So first I want to start by talking about how within the black community, it's not as common for us as black African-Americans to really be open about mental health issues or mental illness um, disorders. It's very, it's very in the closet, if I could put it that way. We don't talk about it. We don't like to talk about it. We don't bring it up. We don't like to bring it up. So it's really not talked about in many black households. And from personal experience, me just being a person that has built up with seasonal depression and anxiety and stress um, disorder, it's very hard to like tell your parents about it. It's very hard. To just even talk about it with other individuals that are black African American because they're like, girl, you don't have a disorder, or boy, you don't have no disorder, you just trying to make an excuse or something. Like, for example, let me think of a good example. You come home, oh, a test, because I have very bad test anxiety, and it caused me to, like, for my anxiety to flare up very bad. So, 
when I was younger, I would make like bad grades on my test and my mom would be like so confused on like, why did you fail the test? You're doing this wrong. You're doing that wrong. But we had just reviewed it like the night before. We had been studying all week. Like she know I know the information. She'll grab the test and ask me a question that's on the test. And I'll give her the answer, but I'll have the wrong answer on the test. And I would tell her like, I think I have anxiety problems. I think I have test anxiety or some sort of thing of that nature because I don't know what happens when I get a test or when something is put in front of me, I just get anxious. So my mom didn't believe it. She just would say like, oh, you're just trying to make an excuse for failing a test. Like this is unacceptable, blase, blase, blase. And it was just the same old, same old. And so that goes to show like how it's really not taught about in black homes. And it's really not, I want to say respected. Like they don't care for like mental health, mental illness. Not saying like as a whole, but just like they don't believe that they could be dealing with it or their child could be dealing with it. Because it's so uncommon for us as black African-Americans to talk about it. Um, also some situation like real world situations is like, for example, we, um, African-American, black African-American could commit a crime and they're going to go to jail for this crime. But this person could have been dealing with any kind of mental health disorder. They could have schizophrenia. They could have, they can be battling with paranoia, hallucinations, just all different drug abuse, alcohol abuse, a lot of different um, symptoms and disorders that are really a mental health issue that they don't want to get diagnosed or treated for, or they just don't want to believe it. And so they consider the things that they're doing because of these health issues and health disorder as erratic behaviors. Now, let's compare this to not trying to be on, like, a black-white spectrum, but I am a student who attended an all-white private school, so predominantly white private school, and we had a lot of cases of, like, um, students would, like, get in trouble with, like, the police, or they would just get in trouble in general, and it would be like, oh, they have this disorder, like they have this mental illness or something like that. But us as black students or just black African-Americans in general, we tend to not say that, oh, we're dealing with something of that nature. Or we just tend to take the consequences and just say we was acting out or it was an erratic behavior. And an example a real world example that I could use is when um the guy shot up the grocery store. Everyone said that the the media and you know his family and all of the people across the world said that the white male was battling with a mental illness disorder. Now, let's put it in perspective of if this was a black person. A black male went into a grocery store and shoot people. 
we wouldn't say, oh, my son, he has this disorder, this, 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 point A, point B. We wouldn't state those things. We'll just be like, he's acting out. Take him to jail. He deserved the consequences. And we tend to think that saying our child or someone in our family is dealing with a mental illness because we believe it is an excuse or just something to excuse their behavior for the way that they act at it in that time and so as black parents as black african americans in general we tend to say no they're just acting out they're just misbehaving or they're just doing this they're just doing that but in general it's something underlying it's an underlying condition that might be a mental health issue um, so I found this source and it's called AMI, I mean NAMI, um, National Alliance on Mental Illness dot org and it's basically have a um a subsection about black African Americans and the barriers to mental health care and um cultural competent care and basically just saying like black mental health resources and how black people deal with mental health and how we identify it as a culture. So this um this part that I want to take out of this um article that's on the website and it says we theorize that over the life course Coping strategies that are affecting and preserving the mental health of blacks may work in con- concrete with social, economic, and environmental environmental inequalities to produce physical health disparities in middle age and late age life. Um, it also says that we hypothesize that when individuals are chronically confronted with stressful conditions in daily life such as poverty crime poor housing they will engage in unhealthy behaviors such as smoking alcohol use and abuse and drug use and overeating especially of comfort food that help to alleviate the resulting symptoms of stress now, when they was talking about this in an article, I started to think about majority of I started to think about the fact that majority of the black African Americans um today right now stays in privatized areas or areas that has high crime rates or you know, not in good living conditions. They're always under stress and they're always dealing with something. And I feel like I could relate to that because I was born and I also live, I wouldn't say in a privatized area, but I live in an area that has a high crime rate. Like it's always something going on. It's always a shooting. It's always a robbery, a burglary. It's always something going on in my neighborhood. So 
that tends to cause stress and it tends to cause anxiety and it just tends to call cause a lot of um a lot of stressful conditions and people do result in drinking and smoking and overeating and uh, and things are of that nature because they feel like they're coping with the situation now to go back to the mayoclinic.org website it has some examples of signs and symptoms of mental illness um or mental disorders and it stated i'm gonna state a few um feeling sad or down confused thinking or reduced ability to concentrate excessive fears or worries or extreme feelings of guilt um extreme mood changes of highs and lows withdrawal from friends and activity significant tiredness low energy or problem sleeping um detachment from reality paranoia or hallucinations unable to cope with daily problems or stress um Trouble understanding and relating to situations and to people, problems with alcohol or drug use, um, major changes in eating habits, excessive anger, hostility, hostility, or violence, suicidal thinking. So those are just some of the few that I feel like are relatable to my topic. And let's go back to... The excessive fears or worries or extreme feelings of guilt. So, I like to tie that in with the living in um, privatized areas or areas that have um, high crime rates or poor housing. These are signs and symptoms that is of mental illness, but these are... Things that people within those communities deal with, excessive fears and worries or extreme feelings of guilt. Because you could be you could you could be guilty because you're still alive. Like a lot of people deal with that and the excessive fears is just knowing that like when you walk outside your door it's gonna be something like you don't know what it's going to be, but it's going to be something. And it's not going to be good necessarily. It's going to be bad. You're, it's going to stress you out. It's going to it's gonna mess up your day in some type of way because that's just the area that you're living in. And I feel like that ties in to the inability to cope with daily problems or stress. A lot of people cannot handle the load that they're giving. It's people that live in privatized areas that have five kids. They're in a three-bedroom house living off Section 8. They're using federal benefits. Like, they're just having it hard. The mother has, the mother is a single mom. She's having to work two jobs. She's just trying to make ends meet. And this could cause a lot of stress and a lot of problems within her daily life. And... The community that she is living in is not making it any better. And I feel like that ties in into the excessive anger and the violence and the hostility. Because this tends to to cause people to act out. 
Like, when I say act out, I mean act in erratic behaviors. Many people are mad or upset with the way they're living or their money situations or just their living situation in general. So you have those boys who go out and sell weed and sell drugs and this caused them also because in my opinion i feel like if you're selling drugs or you're doing anything that has anything to do with drugs nine times out of ten you're using drugs and i feel like the the different types of stress and the different types of problems that they're having to deal with every day causes them to act in this way but it's i feel that it's something that is underlying with mental illness like of course some people they just act out they just do stuff for a reaction i don't know why i don't know what encourages it but they do it for a reaction but a lot of people within the black African-American community is really dealing with mental health issues. They're really dealing with a mental illness disorder and they haven't got diagnosed or treated. And this is because of the barriers to mental health care. Now, going to this next site, which is called... um National Library of Medicine, um, ncbi.nilm.nih.gov, it talks about the barriers to mental health care. And taking some stuff from that site, it talks about um, the socioeconomic disparities that us as Black African Americans face. And it says socioeconomic factors can make treatment options less available for black adults in the U.S. that has no form of health insurance. And this is the first point that stood out to me because it's a lot of black African-American people who does not have insurance, does not have health insurance, life insurance, even car insurance, even though this like that's not where that's not um, tied into this topic. It's just a lot of things that I feel that is important and needed for you to have in this world that a lot of us as Black African Americans does not have. And it also states the Black community, like other communities of color, are more likely to experience socioeconomic disparities such as inclusion from health, educational, social, and economic resources. These disparities may contribute to worse mental health outcomes. Now, let's go back to when I was talking about the different signs and symptoms of mental illness. These outcomes, the different acts of crime, different things like, oh, I'm going to go in here and rob this Dollar General. Because my kids need to eat tonight. Those things are because of our socioeconomic stance, I believe. Now, you don't have to go and rob a business. You don't have to go steal from no one. You don't have to go kill anyone to make ends meet for your family. I do feel like everyone has the ability 
if you don't have the ability, I still feel like the government gives and allows different assistance for people who don't have the ability to get up and go get a job or go get two jobs to make ends meet. Not trying to make an excuse for those who are committing these crimes and those who are doing these acts of crime just because. But majority, or I would say 8 out of 10, 7 out of 10 of the people that are in these prisons, in these jails, and that are black African Americans deal with a mental health issue. And I believe that as a whole, as of the black african-american community we are having a mental illness crisis um another thing that was stated on this site is that negative attitudes and beliefs towards people who live with mental health conditions is persuasive within the u.s and can be particularly strong within the black community as i stated earlier in um the podcast, a lot of people think negative towards mental illness, mental health, period, point blank. Within the black community, it is strongly disliked. It is not respected. They believe that it's no such thing. And on this website also, it says, research shows that many black adults, especially older adults, view mental health conditions as a consequence of personal weakness. And I believe that as a whole, as us, as black African-Americans, we are so stuck in, like, we have thick skin. We, like, we're stronger than others, like, mentally and physically strong this, strong that. But people are really weak. People, you could break a person down or a health condition could break a person down Anything could break a person down. You're not as strong as you seem. Not saying that you're not a strong human being and you can't put up with things or you can't deal with things. But a lot of people have weaknesses. And within the black community, mental health is our weakness. Like, we're not understanding that it is the reality of what's going on. It is the reality of a lot of situations that are going on because we're not getting help or we're not allowing ourselves to even think about getting help because we believe that it's weak or it's not a such thing as mental health uh, conditions or you can't go through that. It's just different beliefs that affects our thinking on mental health. Now, um, also on this website, it says, as a result, people may experience shame about having a mental illness and worry that they may be discriminated against due to their condition. Now, this is, I believe this is true. I believe that us as black African Americans, we're ashamed. We don't like the fact that we have to say, oh, I deal with this mental illness or I deal with that. Not even on a mental health level, on a a health level in general. We tend to not even go to doctors because we're so ashamed of like what the doctors would say 
oh, I have diabetes. Now I'm a diabetic. I'm ashamed. I feel like everybody's going to look at me differently now. Or, oh, I, um, I have, let's take it even further. I have cancer. Many black people, many black African-Americans do not like telling people that they have cancer or that they're battling with cancer because they feel like it's a weakness. They're, they have became weak and it, they're no longer a fighter. They're no longer strong. And it's nothing that they could do about it. And they feel like now they're going to be treated differently. They're going to be seen differently. But honestly, it's good for us. I feel like it's good for us to get out and find out if we're dealing with any health issue, any mental illness, because these are things that we need to know. Because these same people that are dealing with these health conditions or these mental illness conditions, this could be passed down to your kids. They could pass it down to their kids. And it's constantly this entire cycle because no one has had the guts or just had the intelligent mind to say, let's stop with all the other narratives. Let's stop being afraid. Let's stop being ashamed. And let's go get checked. Let's go see. Because... It's okay. Like, I don't think us as black African-American knows that it's okay. And um, so that's why I feel that we blame these different crimes and the different things that are done within our community as erratic behaviors. Um, Another thing that I pulled from this source, and I think this is the last thing that I pulled from this source, is that for many in the black community, it can be incredible challenging to discuss the topic of mental health due to how they may be perceived by others. And I feel like this perceived by others part is really what stands out. We're so, not even as a black community, as a society in general, as a whole, we're so stuck on what the next person is going to say about us. And we're so stuck on how someone is going to perceive us. When we need to be worried about self. Not saying like, oh, don't worry about, don't care about, don't do for other people. But let's dial it down some. Let's mind our business business and not everyone else's business. And get ourselves looked at. Let's look in the mirror first. Let's get a perception on ourselves first. Don't let anyone tell you what you are or don't let anyone tell you how you should feel about a situation. Get your own feeling. Get your own understanding. Look at yourself in your own way, in your own eyes. Sit there and look in the mirror and think of yourself as who you see. What do you see? What are the characteristics that you see in this person that you're looking at in the mirror? And tell yourself you're those things. And don't worry about what the next person say. I also feel like that is like a confidence thing within the black community that we lack. We lack confidence. We lack courage. We lack the braveness to talk about the different health issues that we're dealing with. Um, And I just feel like that's very ignorant. Like, to be very frank, I feel like that's very ignorant. And um, the reason why I chose this project is to 
like touch bases on it because it's rarely talked about. Mental health within the black community is barely talked about. It's always blamed on like erratic behaviors or they're just doing that to be um to just be seen or something. And I also chose the topic because my mom is a police officer and her job gets tough. I witnessed it. And it's hard to know that your community is dealing with something so huge and don't see it because of the different standards and social standards and just the different standards that are put on us as Black African Americans in general to see what's going on. And I feel like also the polices get blamed a lot about the way that they like treat situations or the way they handle situations. Now, don't get me wrong. Some situations that are on social media, I feel, have been handled the wrong way. But some situations have to be handled with a certain type of firmness and authority because people don't understand when it's time to stop. It's time to wrap it up. It's time to get yourself together. Don't stop playing. Like, it's not a game anymore. And I don't think people understand that. So that's also why I chose the topic because police are looked at as, oh, um, when it's a white person, they want to say it's a mental health issue. But when it's a black person, they just want to lock them up and don't say anything about it. But I feel like that's because of the community and the standards that we have put on ourselves that, oh, you don't talk about that. Everyone knows in the black community that we don't talk about mental illness. We don't talk about mental health. We don't talk about suicide. We don't talk about none of those things that are important to talk about because some of us are dealing with those things. So that's why I chose this topic to just conclude and sum everything up. I feel that as a community, as a whole, as black African-Americans, we are really going through a mental health crisis and we don't see it. We see it as erratic behaviors and that we're adding out. And I feel like that's not the case. And I feel like we really need to start helping each other and encouraging each other that it's okay to speak out and speak up about the different things that you're going through, the different conditions that you're battling with. Because no one, you should not worry about anyone saying anything or criticizing anything about that because it's who you are in general that's you it makes you you it is who you are so instead of criticizing and shaming someone about those conditions i feel that as a whole as a entirety we need to start uplifting and um encouraging and just showing some sympathy and empathy to those that battle with these mental health conditions and to let them know that it's okay to have these conditions and it's okay to know that like you need help and that no one is going to talk about it in general period and i feel that it also needs to be some not like a stop to it but like the cut the police some slack 
these police officers deal with a lot every day and they have family and loved ones too and you never know what the next person is going through so as a whole in general we just need to uplift everyone and just hold everyone accountable for their actions of course but know that some people need help and some people are really struggling and battling with mental illness and mental health disorders every day